Okay, the Ascend Physical Therapy Podcast. Take the next step to elevate your game. So what's the topic for today? Well, John, you know, it's baseball season. Minor league um, baseball season started today. We've got all, all minor league affiliates for Major League Baseball kicking off. I know I saw the Cubs minor league affiliates, who I'm a fan of start their seasons. Um, so why don't we talk a little bit about baseball and some common injuries in baseball? Okay. Yeah, I, I would like to get out to a Rangers game, but, um, you know, how COVID is set up. Now, I am fully vaccinated, and the CDC mm-hmm. did say we can gather, but at the same time, I'm like, uh, I really don't know. So, But I would really like to get out to the Rangers. They built a new stadium. This is like their yeah. first year having it open. Yeah, it looks nice. You've got, you guys got air conditioning, the retractable roof out there. Looks like a beautiful stadium. Nobody got out there last year other than the players. So um, looks yeah. like people are taking advantage of it. And I'm, I'm itching to get back to Wrigley. I don't know if I'll get back to this year. Tickets are a little pricey. We're at 25% capacity for now. But it sounds like the mayor of Chicago is looking to have full capacity by July. So stay tuned. That's probably not breaking news to anybody right now. But it's something that we're looking forward and keeping eyes on, especially since couple weeks from now I'm going to be going down to Kansas City to catch a Tigers and Royals game trying to make my way through all 30 baseball stadiums so that's the first stop this summer that that'd be pretty cool that's what I'm saying yeah so back on the baseball injury train yeah I think uh some of the biggest injuries we see in in baseball and we'll we'll just pick one today um is shoulder pain uh, elbow pain, maybe a little bit of low back pain as well. Yeah. And I'll, I'll just repeat that. Uh, Excuse me. Hold on one second. <laughs> Took some water down the wrong pipe. <coughs> All right, you're good to go, John. So I'll, I'll repeat that as well. So the biggest uh, typical injuries that we see in baseball would be um, your shoulder pain, your elbow pain, and then possibly a little bit of back pain as well. But those are pretty vague um, diagnoses as far as shoulder pain because a lot of different things can cause shoulder pain. Um, so we'll kind of pick up on on shoulder pain. That would be our, our topic today. A lot of pitchers, sure. a lot of players, they also have that, you know, term shoulder impingement. Um, you mind explaining what that is? Yeah, so shoulder impingement is just a pretty broad term that we're using to describe really uh, a dysfunction of the shoulder where generally we get 30% of our our shoulder motion um, and mobility coming through the shoulder blade. And just to kind of keep it pretty broad, shoulder impingement, we've got a lot of structures running below the acromion process of the scapula and then above the... um, the humerus and impingement really can mean any of the structures just essentially getting stuck or not having enough room to pass through underneath that acromion. So when you get that, again, you can stress different structures. You've got ligaments, you've got the different tendons, specifically, you know, the supraspinatus tendon, which is one of the rotator cuff muscles, you've got your long head biceps tendon, um, and you've got uh, bursa underneath there as well, which is just a fluid filled sac help to, that helps lubricate the joint in the area. So when we're talking about impingement, that's really what we're talking about. It can happen on throwing and non-throwing shoulders as well. Uh, and very common in the overhead athlete. I think we see it pretty often. Yeah. I, I, 
Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. Uh, any reason why you think we would see that more in the overhead athlete as opposed to, you know, other populations? I know I see it all, all the time in just the general orthopedic populations. Uh, so I think it's, it's a lot of different reasons. Um, one is just an increase in um, pitch count. So even in, not even in pitchers, but just overhead throwers in general, you have that increase in number of throws we have per game as the season continues and our body's not really um, adapted or, or ready to have that increased load placed on the arm. And sure. then I also think, uh, have you heard of GERD? Absolutely, I've heard of GERD. Yep. Can you explain to the people so, what that is? So that just means, uh, in general terms, it means just loss of internal rotation. Uh, so with pitchers, we usually have, and throwers too, I would like to see in football players, quarterbacks, would probably be common in them too. But basically what it means is we have a loss of internal rotation, but we also have an increase an external rotation. So if you ever have a baseball player, it's pretty interesting to see, have them hold their arms up as a uh, scarecrow, have them rotate both their arms back. And what you see is that throwing arm goes back a little bit longer, uh, farther than the, the non-throwing arm. And that's just because of those tissues are repeatedly under stress. So we have those uh, external rotators that are mm -hmm. repeatedly stressed. Uh, and then we have that loss of internal rotation, which is our our big muscles, our, our lats, our mini lat, uh, what we like to call, which is the Terry's major muscle. Right. And I, I think kind of that GERD plays in a role in it as we get those muscles a little bit shortened in that shortened position. It puts our scapula in a poor position, too. Yeah. Um, and and I think you I think you're hitting on a great point because a lot of people and I'll touch back on that GERD a little bit more. But a lot of people think uh, that that scapula, you know, when we're talking about impingement, it's because the scapula maybe is, is a little weak on those those surrounding muscles. So you mentioned the, the little lat, the teres major, the latissimus dorsi, you know, even talking about your supraspinatus, infraspinatus, subscapularis, um, and your teres minor. You want to look at the whole shoulder complex and even include kind of that serratus anterior. So everything that attaches there maybe we don't necessarily have a weakness because a lot of pitchers are working on strengthening through there, but maybe we don't have that motor control. Cause if you think about it, and again, I'll just touch briefly on it, but if you're thinking of impingement, you know, if, if you're throwing and your arm is coming up into abduction uh, or into flexion, even just to kind of get you into that external rotation, that throwing mm -hmm. position, what your, what the humeral head, the head of, head of your humerus has to do, it has to translate inferiorly to give you that rotation. So if you're coming up, you might have the strength, but if the muscles like the lat aren't really helping to translate that humerus down, then you're really encroaching upon the structures underneath that acromion, uh, and that could be kind of your source of pain. Now, is that the case for everybody? No. Uh, there could be some, some, I don't like to use the word tightness, but some early motion on the shoulder blade or lack thereof that can cause some of that impingement on the shoulder blade. Um, and to touch back on your point on GERD, I was reading an article, I believe it was from Mike Reinold a few years ago that, you know, talks about that loss of internal rotation and gain of external rotation and relates it to uh, the frequency of, of uh, I believe it was a UCL tear. So the ulnar collateral ligament in the elbow. And what they found is it isn't necessarily a loss of that internal rotation and gain of external rotation in the throwing arm compared to the non-throwing arm. It's the total arc of range of motion. So generally, 
you know, if uh, the total arc of internal external rotation of uh, a pitcher's throwing shoulder is 10, 15 degrees less than the total arc of the um, non-throwing arm, then that's where you can see an increase of um, shoulder injuries or even um, tears of the ulnar collateral ligament. Again, just a, just a brief uh, touch on the research there from what I remember a few years back. Yeah, so I, I agree. I think I read that study as well. Um, don't quote me on this, but I remember it saying basically you want to measure um, the difference between the two. And again, mm -hmm. don't quote me, but say we have like 15 degrees less of total arc rotation on the throwing yeah. arm than the left than the non-throwing arm. They're on of like. Uh, 50 percent uh, increased chance of injury and those are just random numbers but the the research says something along those lines uh, since we touched on kind of the causes of of uh, shoulder impingement or shoulder pain with the athletes what are some of the rehab ideas that you would kind of throw at people or do you well, want me to start this topic off no I, I can kind of get get us started and if you see anything just let me know but when, when I have a throwing overhead throwing athlete in, um, usually it's because they're having some sort of pain. So we don't really get, as physical therapists, get into the preventative of it. At least I don't, um, just in my setting where I'm at. But when they start to get some of the pain, you know, the, most of these, these athletes are pretty young. They're strong in, in the sense of the, that they can get through their day-to-day -day without any sort of functional weakness. But when you get into some of their, their mechanics, you want to take a biomechanical assessment. Okay, how are they throwing? You mentioned checking their full rotational arc, but you also want to see, okay, how is this shoulder blade gliding? Um, is it symmetrical from side to side? Is there maybe an early ro upward rotation of that scapula? Maybe the serratus is engaging a little early. Maybe their rhomboids aren't stabilizing as much. So those are the things you want to look at. And if there is something lacking there in the control, well, you kind of, slow it down, bring it into basics, okay? So if, let's say the serratus is strong, but you're not really getting that upward rotation, well, something as easy as maybe doing some, some push-up pluses against the wall just to start engaging and kind of slowing down that serratus and how it's engaging. You really want to focus on that motor control, so the emphasis would be kind of on the eccentric control of it so that you're lowering nice and steady so that when you start getting into it um, and starting to get into those throwing motions, then you have some more of that control. The pitcher becomes a little more aware. Now you don't want them to micromanage and overthink their pitching motion either because then their mechanics are going to get a little off. That's a story for another day, but you want to have that control through those muscles so that you get that motion coming through, you know, relatively easily without having to think about it. That's the biggest thing that I see with a lot of these younger athletes is they're lacking the control, not so much the strength. Yeah, I like that. Um, so Speaking from my perspective as a, a past pitcher um, that played at a higher level and then mixing in the physical therapy world, I, th I think a lot of it um, plays into the training that, uh -huh. that um, athletes are getting. It's just not a lot of qualified coaches, and that's not a knock against them. It's just how the system is set up. Right. Um, unless you go to, like, a, a bigger school, you know, like maybe if you're going to um, – D1, you know, Vanderbilt, you're going to have that best instruction as far as weight programs and right. arm development programs. Um, but I think a lot of the issue is with the youth is just um, poor energy transfer. 
Uh, yeah. So they have, you know, we try to rotate on those hips or we don't have the range of motion in the hips. We don't have the range of motion in the thoracic spine to rotate because we're rotational athletes and baseball players. So if we don't have that correct range of motion or we're not able to correctly sequence everything that's supposed to go, go together, then that stress is going to end up somewhere. And that's usually the shoulder or the elbow. Absolutely, John. I couldn't agree more. And, and when you're talking about these younger athletes, especially the ones who, you know, you start seeing them, and in the summer bat leagues, the winter ball, you know, they're playing year round. Uh, we can talk about specialization into one sport later on, on on a different podcast. But you start talking about some of these pitchers, some of these really, you know, young, young studs that are really uh, getting the attention. Well, they're essentially freaks of nature, right? A lot yeah. of them have increased mobility. They're all, you know, I'll say the term loosey goosey, where their joints are super mobile. They can get that range of motion, but that's where that motor control comes in, right? Because you don't want to be into you know 100 degrees of external rotation every single time because you're just going to put stress on that ulnar collateral ligament or other parts of the shoulder you want to be able to control it and slow it down you know controlled eccentrically so that you're not causing as much tissue damage um, on a day-to-day basis so that you can have that longevity and continue to play at a high level i agree i agree if i had to um give three types of exercises for Shoulder injuries, I would say first, um, depending on the stage, some range of motion type stuff, um, mm-hmm. eccentric strengthening. Yep. And then this last one may throw you off a little bit, but I'm going to say single leg work. That's so whatever cool. that, that uh, drive leg is, can we, be, can we balance on that leg for long periods of time? Can we create that stability? Can mm-hmm. we... Do we have the strength in multiple planes, so that frontal plane, that sagittal plane, that transverse plane, whether it be lunges, uh, different closed chain stuff as far as bear crawling? Can we control that leg motion in those different? Yeah, throw, throw in uh, some, uh, some deadlifts in there, you know, get, get good control of that lower posterior kinetic chain. Um, like you said, that, that energy transfer seems to be the biggest thing with some of these younger athletes. So if you can rely on your big strong fast twitch fibers coming from your lower extremity as opposed to your smaller more stabilizing type muscles or sorry yeah from the lower extremity instead of the more stabilizing muscles in the shoulder region uh then you're going to get more power you're going to be a little bit healthier again not 100 percent in preventing injury but at least you're setting yourself up for success because we know injuries still happen yeah that is so true you really can't i mean there's no way you can say you're 100 percent going to prevent something but you can take steps to to minimize your risk absolutely set yourself up for success uh, so that later on you're more focused on, on your performance as opposed to trying to rehab an injury or or prevent an injury from coming back up again uh, you want to get ahead of the curve because baseball's a long game if, if you're out there you're you're pitching for 100 pitches a game or you need to be efficient in the 20 pitches you can and if you have that motor control from the get-go then you know you're really setting yourself and your team up for success uh, not just in the short term but long term as well Yep, I like that. Uh, any final points before we wrap up? Um, I don't think I've got anything this week. So I think we had a good talk on kind of just generally what impingement is, what we can see in some younger athletes. Um, so next week we can we can take it a little more depending on what we see. I know I saw I saw Jacob Degrom, the uh, what was he reigning Cy Young Award winner from two years ago. Oh yeah, he's um, dirty. Looks like he looks like he went down with a lat injury and he got scratched for some 
some lat tightness and soreness today. So again, could it have been because of his mechanics? Uh, who's to say? That's why he's got a great uh, pitching coach, athletic trainer, physical therapy team there. But again, it just goes to show how important the shoulder complex is in, in working some of that stability going forward because even ace pitchers who throw 100 miles an hour need to have some of that motor control. Yep. So true. So true. All right. Well, we will end it here. All right. Tune in next week. Uh, don't know what we'll discuss yet, but it will be something interesting. All right. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. John, have a great night. You too. Thanks.